right here. Okay, Ripley, I'm at the in the lock house now. Right. Right here. We're clean. Let us in. What happened to Kane? Something has attached itself to him. We have to get him to the infirmary right away. What kind of thing? I need a clear definition. An organism. Open the hatch. Wait a minute. If we let it in, the ship could be infected. You know the quarantine procedure. 24 hours for decontamination. It could die in 24 hours. Open the hatch. Listen to me. If we break quarantine, we could all die. Could you open the goddamn hatch? We have to get him inside. No. Can't do that. And if you were in my position, you'd do the same. Ripley, this is an order. Open that hatch right now. Do you hear me? Yes. Ripley, this is an order. Do you hear me? Yes. I read you. The answer is negative. In the hatch open. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. Yeah, I'm Jason. Do. I'm Red. And this week, we're discussing Ridley Scott's 1979's sci-fi horror film and geeker wet dream, Alien. Are we but really going to discuss it? Well, we're going to talk or about it. Or is it, it going to be like paying homage? Well, yeah, there's definitely some homage here. Although, on... Watching it, it's been several years since I've watched it, and it just, I don't know. It's its a good movie. It's still really good, but there's definitely flaws in some of this, but, but we'll get to that. Uh, first, we're going to discuss some sci-fi news. Do you have anything this week? No, I've been checking the last few days. I haven't seen anything of note. Yeah, there's not really much that's really worth discussing. Nothing earth-shattering this, this week, but there are a couple things that I do want to point on um it looks like the avengers 4 movie uh that's still in production seems to be in flux a little bit they're doing some reshoots according to mark ruffalo i thought we weren't doing superhero well we're not doing superhero movies but we can discuss superhero news it's sci-fi adjacent we discuss superhero news and okay well if that's the case i could have brought up all kinds of shit but all right but yeah, they're they're doing some reshoots. Uh, it looks like some of those reshoots are expanding some of the Black Panther role in the movie, and it looks like they're changing up some of the storyline regarding Guardians of the Galaxy, probably due to the third Guardian of the Galaxy movie that's changing because uh, James Gunn got kicked off of it. So yeah, so it looks like there's some flux in the Avengers four, which. They hopefully will get situated here pretty soon because that movie is only about six months out, six, seven months out. Yeah. Also, that would be good. I'm curious as to why they're changing up Black Panther. Well, they're expanding the role. I mean, Black Panther was a huge hit. I think, I think Black Panther was a much, much larger hit than what they were expecting. And so the, the amount of scenes that they had Black Panther in for uh, the Avengers three 
were probably not as many as they would have liked because they didn't realize what they had on their hands whenever they were making the Avengers 3, which I'm pretty sure was being made right alongside uh, Black Panther. Yeah. So they were both in production at the same time. They didn't realize how big of a hit Black Panther was going to be, and they probably would have expanded those scenes out had they had the chance. Yeah. You got to give the people what they want. So absolutely. Well, they're not giving me what I want. What's that? I want more of his sister. Right. Yeah. She's she a great is, character. She is absolutely cool. I love her, her, her character's personality and I like all the gadgets. She's like, she's like a new Q. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. I really, the way, I really love the way her. She, she just like, she's just a damn smart and I just, I really get a kick out of her character. Yeah, I do too. I really like her fuck it all mentality too. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, I just wanted to chime in on that. If they're going to expand, I think they need to show more of the sister. I, and I'm sure they will because I mean she's she's basically his right hand. So oh yeah. Um, AHS Apocalypse starts this week. I'm so excited. Uh, finishing up rewatching season three in anticipation. We we got through season one and finishing up season three so very excited about that nice you started it yet oh no oh come on you're killing me man i have been very busy with work related stuff unfortunately that's true and then there's there's been some other things keeping me busy the last couple of weeks that's true yeah yeah i haven't been much into the viewing mode but I'm, I'm getting back there as fast as I can. All right. So, Alien, we ready for the pod crawl? Oh, yeah. It's always good to, when you can't walk, crawl. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. It's lonely for a weirdly ringed planet in space. A heavily armed space tow truck, the Nostromo, cruises the galaxy looking for illegal parkers. This spaceship brought to you by future Purina. The Nostromo awakens the crew from their naps. They might want to change out their diapers. In space, all meals are cereal, brought to you by Purina. Viper takes a phone call from his mom in what has to be the most complicated telecommunications system ever devised. It seems the Nostromo has a weak spot for distress signals. Bilbo tells the crew they are obligated to investigate or they don't get paid. The Nostromo crew are going planet exploring. The ship makes a nice, slow landing and almost blows up. Bilbo can read streaming numbers like he's in the Matrix. This hostile planet brought to you by Purina. The maintenance crew really wants those shares and isn't afraid to use steam power to get them. Ripley one-ups Bilbo and reads binary. Viper and the Nostromo crew find a giant space horseshoe. The inside of the giant space horseshoe brought to you by the nightmare mind of H.R. Giger. The away team finds a fossilized body with an exit wound that comes from the inside and decides to investigate further instead of running from the scene as fast as possible, and instead decides to go down a black and slimy tube. Seems legit. Haddon draws the short straw and explores the spooky cave and finds a bunch of eggs bathed in mist, so naturally he decides to fuck with them. What could go wrong? Oh yeah, a face hugger attacks him, that's what could go wrong. Ripley, the voice of reason on the ship, insists on following the quarantine procedure and is immediately overruled by everyone who has a death wish. 
In the future, biohazard suits are just tiny plastic masks and flimsy gowns you wear naked, brought to you by Purina. Bilbo turns out to be a mad scientist. The face hugger bleeds acid that makes a nice smoky hole in several floors. This medical bay brought to you by Purina. Ripley Sucker reads Bilbo the riot act and tells him he's a dumbass. <laughs> the face hugger exits stage left and the three senior officers decide to search the med bay for it, because who needs senior officers? With repairs completed and the decision to not space the face hugger, they take off from the planet. Haddon wakes up and everyone comes to say hi and poke fun at his lace-up singlet. Haddon <laughs> eats some bad low mane and has some tummy issues. Baby killer aliens are so cute. It did look Brought like to you trust. by Purina. The crew decides to cattle prod the cute little bastard to, somewhere. Ripley's team tracks movement down to a storage locker that holds, wait for it, a vicious space kitty. Richard Dean Stanton searches for Jonesy and finds an alien skin, it's growing up so fast. The Nostromo is so big it has its own weather. HDS finds Jonesy, and the alien, who's all grown up now, shows its independence by stabbing him in the face. The crew <laughs> comes up with a plan to herd the alien to the airlock via the air vent and threatening it with fire. Viper crawls through the colon of the ship in search of the alien, but the hunter becomes the hunted. The alien finds Viper and gives him a big hug. Ripley, still the voice of reason, comes up with a plan to try and kill the alien. However, when she said they should stick together, Parker goes off to fuel up alone. Ripley goes to call her mom and is upset when she gets her answers. Bilbo bleeds milk and roughs up Ripley. He tries to feed her some questionable reading material and freaks out when Parker hits him on the head with an extinguisher. They rewire Bilbo's head to get a few answers and then have a hobbit barbecue. Ripley, ever the cat lover, goes looking for Jonesy. Jonesy wins the scariest kitty award. Parker and Lambert find the alien while they are gathering air tanks and quickly become alien chow, brought to you by Purina. Ripley decides she's had enough of this shit and heads to the shuttle, but first she sets the self-destruct on the main ship. On the way, she finds Viper and HDS bonding with the ship like they never have before. Before right. she gets to the shuttle, Ripley finds the alien, drops Jonesy, and starts a game of hide-and-seek while desperately trying to abort the self-destruct. Ripley has mommy issues and lashes out against a mother who just doesn't listen. Ripley makes it to the shuttle, bouncing Jonesy in his carrier the entire time and launches just before the Nostromo detonates. The thrice-baked Nostromo is no mo. Jonesy doesn't like no Ripley. Mo. While prepping for hibernation, Ripley finds a stowaway with a chromed-out grill. Ripley suits up, steam cleans the alien and opens the airlock. The alien gets sucked out, but holds onto the grapple Ripley shot into it, jumps into an engine, Ripley fires up the engines and blows the alien out to space. Ripley makes a final log entry, cuddles up with Jonesy for a nap and rolls space hibernation credits. <laughs> Brought to you by... Purina. Yeah. yeah. That fucking red checker box was everywhere. Every time yes. I saw it, I was like, Purina. As soon as you started saying that in the pod crawl, I'm like, fuck, I never made the connection. Yeah. You are correct. You are correct. Yeah, I like this movie. Um, oh, I do it too. It definitely is, is dated. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, so... The concepts dated, are good. The concepts are good. And it's dated in terms of... You know, the technology that they, they show, everything is push button. They have CRT screens. But really, that didn't detract from the movie. It looked like an old tow truck ship. I mean, it, it just everything fit. The problems that I have with it is it seems more like a slasher horror movie set in a sci-fi setting. So it's it's a horror movie in space. Well, and one of the things, and I agree with you, but also one of the things that kind of irritate me is it seems like 
we don't have enough intelligent people, or at least I should say intelligent characters in some of these movies. They're just so irretrievably stupid. Right, right, yeah. Some of the decision-making that they do is just, it's questionable at best, and it's really, really piss-poor writing at worst, because... Some of this is just... Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to turn into a rant on the show. No, no, no. It's but it's, no. I just don't see how they ever would have got through the airlock in the beginning because Ripley's right there in the command chair. She has to authorize, and one would presume there would be some sort of emergency override, but it would only be through like a command code. And then why couldn't she have just locked down that section? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know what the capabilities some, of the ship some, are. Drop some bulkheads down or something. It's just, I yeah. It's it, and and also one of the things that kind of irritates me is how dark that ship is. How the fuck are they supposed to get anything done if <laughs> well, anything needs to be repaired? I mean, you, you look at the inside of the ISS, the space shuttle, even the Soyuz capsules are very well lit. But apparently, once we develop anti-gravity, things got to go dark for an ambiance in space. Right. Now, um, so they did have parts of the ship that were well lit. I mean, the med bay, when the lights were turned on, were well lit. That meeting room that they uh, discussed, you know, plans and stuff was well lit. I mean, there were white spots on that ship. And then all the corridors, especially the maintenance area or where all the... The, the bridge, workings of the ship, engineering, were. <laughs> right? You know, Everything no, no place was... where you need light. Engineering, no. you just do that shit by braille. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, every, every place else seemed to be pretty, it's like, pretty. You know, dark. it's it's either a bolt or a capacitor. We'll find out in a minute. Oh god! I think the best way to determine that is by taste. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. But. That being said, I really did enjoy the alien. The alien was awesome. So I thought that the practical effects in this movie were really, really good, especially considering that, you know, CGI didn't really exist back then. I mean, they had some mm. CGI whenever they were showing the the, uh, the landscape, whenever they were landing on that CRT, mm. but... But everything else was practical effects. The the alien was some dude in a costume. The face hugger was uh, a model that they they mocked up. And the up. slime was watered down KY jelly. Right. Yeah. Um, which is perfect. I mean, it, it was a great texture. But and I don't know how they made so after the the face hugger had died and they were looking at it. Um, it looked like they had taken like some chicken bits or something and made the it, inside of that. It face did look hugger. like it, chicken liver. It it was awesome. I mean, it looked so good. So I mean, practical effects, especially for like 1979. I mean, these were these were great practical effects that still hold up today. Oh yes, and this is coming on the heels of you know big shows like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so they had to appeal to a to an audience that already had some pretty discriminating palettes. I mean, the and ship it did well. The ship definitely looked like a model in some shots, but it was so well when, done when that, you could see it. Yeah, 
But it was so Real well dope. done, and there was so much detail that it looked oh, yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, the uh, really the the biggest flaws that that I would say come with this show um, would be the writing in certain areas. The writing and could have been tightened up. I, I think the writing was could have, like you said, tightened up. That's a good way of putting it. And then also the. Uh, I just don't think the crew would have lasted as long as they did, given the abilities of the alien. Well, I mean, so the alien was only less than a day old. <laughs> it was a newborn. Yeah. Give it some time to acclimate. The newborn, it was already getting hunted. Quick. I think it acclimated just fine. It did, but it, it's, it was a single alien against... Let's see how many at that point. So six at that point. Yeah. And it dropped them pretty fast because they split up. If they had been oh, together, well, yeah. if they had stuck together, like she said in the beginning, I mean, when it was just if down they to had four, the fucking door shut, like she said. Well, yeah. I mean, none of this would have happened if they had, you know, followed proper quarantine procedure. So probably two of them would have died, but you know, uh, they would have still had the the last four of them. So, mm-hmm. not to mention, three. you know, I'm kind of concerned about who built this ship, that drop ship they were on. I mean, a slow I know. gentle landing. <laughs> yeah, it, I thought it looked that was great. a Ford Pinto for a minute. Yeah, it looked great. They were they were landing nice and slow. I mean, a very controlled descent and then the pod uh, the struts touched down on the planet and the entire ship just buckled and they were adjustable weight. i thought that was cool too instead yeah. of looking for a nice smooth area it, they were adjustable and it just crumbled for some reason i don't understand it, it was, yeah. <laughs> that's one of those writing areas that was kind of okay we're gonna kind of half dick up the ship just to I was, move the i was kind of thinking it would be neat if you have a, sh- a drop ship like that that you had some kind of a device that would clear a landing zone for you. Yeah, yeah. I'd, you know, something that would just, you know, pulverize or incinerate or something, the area. And that so would take a have, lot of energy, though. They got anti-gravity, or they got gravity plating, artificial gravity. Artificial gravity. gravity. Yeah, they can do it. They also got sound in space. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think sound in space is was outlawed until maybe the 90s. Yeah, and then it's only partial. Right, right. Yeah, it was phased in. You, you can get grandfathered into to having sound in space if you fill out right. the proper forms. Sure, sure. But no, and um, it, but I, I really, I mean, really and truly, I, out, of, out of, say, 10 stars, I would definitely give this movie a solid eight, eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, I would... Seven and a half to eight for me. So it's 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 a really good movie. Like I said, the, the writing writing could have been taught or tightened up a little bit and uh And give Sigourney Weaver's a, a, a butt. Bless her heart. <laughs> well, I think part of her butt was kind of obscured from, you know, the weird underwear that she was wearing at the Oh, that underwear she's right wearing. She her. has she has a crack in her back. Right. Bless her heart. She just has no tuchus. I think they gave her some really, really small underwear. 
Yeah, and then very flat, too. Apparently, it's flat underwear because she was flat. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. I don't think she could make... I, I, she could probably stealth fart and kill that alien. She's got no cheeks to, to reverberate. <laughs> It'd just be a... Whoosh, just a little... Whoosh, all good. It's a little steam power. But, yeah, and, uh, you know, is. But I thought it was cool. Viper is in command, but he wasn't real bright. Right. I I did like Ash, that that android. I thought he was a real good character, and it kind of speaks to the mindset of the the Western uh, Western civilization when it seems like all these movies seem to have the military that is well equipped but clueless. Corporations that are all encompassing and just focused on profit. It's almost like this movie was born out of the Gilded Age. I mean, the only thing missing was like Boss Tweed, some picture of him on the wall next to that checkerboard square. Because we're going to put everything on the line to try and get this artificial life. We're going to put every, I mean, you know, what was that thing loaded up with 200 million tons of ore? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. And they're willing to sacrifice all that just to see. If there's something else they can get a hold of for the bioweapons division or whatever they got going on. And yeah, so I think the I think the Whalen Utani Corporation is is definitely the main antagonist in this movie. The alien was just, you know, discovered and doing what it was built to do. But well, the, and the if Whalen you and Utani- I discovered if you and I discovered a ship and we found a chamber similar to that. I don't think we'd go crawling around near that mist. No, I'm not going down into the into the weird slimy well into the bottom of that ship to go that's find it. That's what drones are for. I'm going to look down there and say, yep, somebody that's a lot better well equipped than me should go down there. I'll uh, let somebody know that this is here. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a navigator and maybe cross-trained as, as a basic machinist. So that gives me all the qualifications I need to crawl down that tube. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's mm, no, 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 no. It's just the, the the level of idiocy. But I was very pleased that this uh, that this movie actually spawned so much. I mean, the the, the special effects. Of course, the careers of several of the people that were in this movie were not hurt at all. Oh, right. Success. And then, of course, the the franchises, Alien and Predator. Right. That break out from this. I think this movie is something everybody should have in a sci-fi collection. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely part of a definitive sci-fi collection. Hell, I would even say it's even part of a definitive horror collection. I, I mean, it, it's that. it's it's basically a a mix of both films. I wish it had a few more sci-fi elements to it, but um, because, like I said before, it's it's a horror movie stuck in a sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 it is a defining film uh, for I would say both genres. It's it's definitely got all of the horror tropes, and it's definitely got some. Uh, some state of the art sci-fi effects and setting. So mm-hmm. 
And this is one of the first films that kind of followed along in Blade Runner and Star Wars dirty sci-fi trope or 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 setting that they kind of mm-hmm. developed where sci-fi isn't, you know, this beautiful, well-lit landscape. I know that that kind of irks you, but it does seem it does make it a little more real that even in the future there's still some some gritty elements well, to I mean technology. I like I like the idea of it. It's just that it seems to me it would be more dramatic if you started off with something a little on the clean side and then it became dirty as a result of circumstance. Sure. But I mean, think, lighting. think about what this ship is. I mean, it's a fucking tow truck, tow truck in space. It, it all shit around and they're not going to have just this pristine ship. I mean, it, it, it definitely no. shows that it's a workhorse. Sure. No, absolutely. But at the same time, they should have every area should have a switch that turns on lights. True. As you can see well. True. Instead of, you know. But how many times are you happened? working in your office or, or someplace at your desk? You're doing some work, but you have the lights off. I, I mean, don't. I know that a lot of times in my office, I'll have the lights off and I'm just basking in the glow of my screens as I'm working. Oh, not me. Really? I, I I like it well lit. In fact, the LED bulbs that I buy, I don't like the ones that imitate that soft yellow. Oh, you like, like that hard daylight I like light. the hard daylight LED. I want to see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that hurts my eyes, actually. You get some of those, that hard daylight that just... Well, and what's funny blinding. is it's just the other way around for me, because if I get that yellow light i find that i'm straining and i can't work as long oh yeah i see so even on my applications that i'm working on on my computer if they have a dark theme i switch that fucking dark theme yeah and see i'm just the opposite i keep it bright i keep it bright I, i can't help that you're wrong so hey you know i just appreciate your patience your patience and the tolerance to it but yeah, I watched this last night. I was smoking and drinking. I was enjoying my hand-rolled cigarettes and my multiple glasses of Jameson. Nice. That was very, very good. I liked the fact that we certainly had some... I didn't see any drinking, but I did see smoking. I did see quite a bit of smoking from uh, well, one particular character, especially. Oh, yes. Is, oh, yes. That that's okay. Definitely Gave him heartburn. <laughs> it did. No, no, that's the that's not who I'm talking about. Oh well, he was a smoking fool before he got hugged. At the very beginning, when they first woke up, he was puffing away during the landing. He was puffing away during the crash. He was puffing away at breakfast. I'm surprised he didn't wake up with one in his face. Maybe we're talking about the same character, but I I didn't get your previous reference. Yeah, the guy that very first woke up. Oh no no that's not that's not who got my smoking and smoking or my he was, black level. He was board. smoking heavy. So I don't remember Kane smoking all that much. Yeah, at the very beginning he just he quit. Huh. Okay. Smoking's bad for you. Of course also ingesting an alien's bad for you. Well, yeah. It's a shame that Hugger didn't have a surgeon general's warning on the side of its little knuckle. Some of those images of square. Some of those images of people, previous people's chests who burst open, giving birth mm. to other aliens. No, 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 no. This is an American movie, not European. Oh, okay. That's true. 
or Canadian. But yeah, those those German cigarettes though they got they got full scenes. <laughs> I remember I told you about that pack a few episodes back. It's not like right. it's just a bad lung. No, this is an entire scene where somebody's being held as they die. Oh my god! Oh, it was it was hilarious. And then of course the Palm Mall logo at the top embraced the moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ack. Yeah, that was that was great. But uh, no, that I definitely want to go came for my smoking award, the Black Lung Award. Well, um, we do have from a listener uh, one of uh, we we actually have a trivia moment from a listener. Ah, so General Cannoli reached out to us to let us know that when Kane had the alien bursting out of his chest mm-hmm. the director and the producers didn't tell any of the actors that was going to happen so the oh, shit. shocked the shocked uh, faces that you see in that scene are genuine. real yeah That's they're cool. genuine um when uh what's her face screams because i mean she gets just spurted with blood oh yeah uh lambert when Lambert screams because she's, I mean, drenched in blood, that's genuine. She, she just got that drenched in fucked and yeah. So, that's cool. That is cool. I was not aware of that. Bruce, See, I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to throw some trivia at us that we had to answer. No. Also, the uh, the blue laser lights, whenever he was down in the egg chamber, were apparently mm-hmm. borrowed from the Who that was uh, testing out the lasers for their stage show. Oh, fun! Uh, on the soundstage next to him. So that the was who? that was on the tour who. at a nursing home near you. Well, they weren't in a nursing home at that point. That were that was yeah, but after that Super powers. Bowl performance a few years back, what was that? Two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I missed that one. No, you didn't. We watched it at your house. <laughs> did we? We were there. We did. We did. That was on your, your, your first home-owning experience. Oh, well, that would have been earlier than that. Was it? Yeah. I know the, the boys were very young. Yeah, that would have had to have been close to 2006. Well, no, I was I was already uh, no couldn't have been two thousand six because I was attending university at the time in that town. So that would have had to have been two thousand eight. Okay, so or it later. Might have been then. Well, but yeah, we could we you could said the who and I had this flashback. But Let's yeah, see. no, was it was two thousand ten. But I had, I mean, we had been there blocked for a while, it out. So you blocked it out. It wasn't that good a performance. <laughs> yeah, February seventh, two thousand ten. Although I will say this, Pete Townsend was epic. The man just he was a little grayer, but that's it. He was great. Everybody else was showing some wear. Maybe he's got the, the the same preservatives that Keith Richards has. He might. He very well might. By but, preservatives, uh, it could be some I mean of that, drugs. It could be some of that watered down KY. It could be. It looks, There's no uh, tell it. There it looks like no it would just slide on down. But, uh, yeah, I didn't see any drinking in the movie. My purple hippo is going to go to Ash. <laughs> because yeah. 
he became the purple hippo. When she brought him back online, he had all the neat little goops and spheres and swizzle sticks. And that was just some really cool stuff. The special effects in this movie, I really think, carried it a lot. Yeah, I mean... The, I mean, the- I f- you, f- you watch that in a dark theater or a dark room, and you're, you're in that ship. The sound, Hopefully you've got a decent sound, sound system, and you can, you can almost feel the vibration in that background noise, you know, the engines and machinery running. And and the I don't know just the the steam the water dripping you know or the condensation it's just awesome just awesome I love the special effects yeah I mean the the movie even stands up I've I've seen it several times now I haven't seen it in in a few years um, since I watched it just this week but I mean even having seen it as many times as I have, I'm still, you know, at moments during, you know, the, the tense scenes or whatever, I'm, I'm tensed up. I'm sitting weird. I've got sort of mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm, I'm gripping the chair, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and I've seen it. I know what happens, but it, it's still, it still draws you in. So, Oh yes. Um, I think even just on that level, it's, it's, it's a movie that, that still holds up. So, Right. And a lot of it has to do with the, the special effects that they did that are still really good even today. And what about your player award? So my my yeah, so my black lung award definitely goes to uh Harry Dean Stanton's character, um Kane. Or not Kane, um L is hey, you're talking Harry Dean, the engineer. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Dean yeah, he's- Harry Dean Stanton Brett. Brett was his yeah. character's name. That just escaped me. So Brett was the one that was rolling up cigarettes whenever they were discussing what to do. Oh, uh, yeah. He was smoking a cigarette while he was rolling up cigarettes and parroting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and parroting Parker. Um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely got my Black Lung Award. I didn't see any any drinking. Um, nope. Except coffee. Oh, that's, that's going to go. That's Well, yeah, but that's not liquor. Um, so my, my head Lesh award is going to go honorary to, uh, Colonel Ty. Um, right. Colonel Ty. <laughs> the honorary Colonel Ty. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a player award either. I mean. Oh, I got a player award. Do you? Who's yours? Mm-hmm. The alien, what it did with that tail. <laughs> it went okay. creeping up between a couple of legs. Right. It did. didn't didn't actually show what happened, but uh, you know some things are best left to not kiss and tell. Right? Yeah. But no. I, I definitely heard some screaming and scratching. <laughs> so the alien gets my player award. Well, I'm gonna. I'll default to your player award. It's it's a pretty good one. I liked your explanation, so I'll give it to the alien as well. That that was good. Um, so yeah, my purple hippo award probably goes to Ash as well. Um, All right. he, uh, he definitely had an out of body experience of sorts whenever they rewired his kind head of an and, inside out yeah. <laughs> when they rewired his head on that table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, man, I mean, cause he was already going nuts. Oh yeah. And, and then, cause you know, his programming or whatever, and then, you know, the damage that he took and. Yeah, his, so I, his strange attraction. What is it with these androids and their interest in the aliens and, and whatnot? 
Well, so it I almost that's... makes me think that Musk is right, Elon, when it comes to this AI thing, man. Even oh in the my future, God. Uh, I don't know, man. They're they're out to get us. They're out oh to my get God! Us. They're gonna find something better. Don't go paranoid on me. Oh uh, well, shh. It's not paranoia if they're out to get you. That's true. If they're really out to get you, if yeah. they're really out to get you. Uh, no, so I think um, I think in a lot of ways, Ash was having kind of a conflict of conscience in his programming. A lot of a lot like how Hal went nuts whenever he had that. a whenever he had a conflict of conscience. So, um, and you really don't get this in this movie because you don't see that uh, the the androids are programmed not to. To, to harm or not to be violent towards people. Um, like you see in aliens, I think one of Bishop's directives was, um, you know, he, he's, he's not supposed to, to harm people. So he cannot harm or cause to be harmed through action or inaction, a human being. Right. Um, and they don't explicitly say this, but I think that was part of what happened with Ash. And I, I think he was programmed since they they had that pro or they had that protocol where human life was uh, expendable um, because of the new orders that only the science officer had eyes on to. Um, that conflicted with that that protocol, but the expendability ultimately won out and. So he had to get rid of Ripley or she would have told everybody else. And that was fucking with his programming, which is why he was bleeding milk and going nuts. Lactose intolerance is an issue. It is. It really is. He needs Especially to. Especially in space. He needs to get some of those lactase pills. And, he uh, does. That, that might have helped. Dairy ease. <laughs> Little dairy ease. Fix him right up. Of course, he was downing that milk earlier whenever he was uh, studying the, the face hugger. So. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that he was actually consuming. Well, it looked like about. milk. It may have just been whatever the fluid that carries nutrients through his body is. Yeah, I'd be curious to have like a breakdown of what the, the androids' systems are. Yeah. Why they would have that. But according to Bishop, as we'll find out when we do Aliens, the A2s always were a bit twitchy. <laughs> I love that line, too. The A2s were always a bit twitchy. Man, Lance Henderson's got one of the best voices. He does. And he's a brilliant actor. I really like Aunt Lance Henderson. Taught himself to read. Did he really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, he could read, but not read well. He he really had to bring up his game on reading so he could get into acting. Is what I remember in an interview many many moons ago, and I just thought that was that's that's a point to his character. Interesting. But, but his his voice is just phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. I can't hardly a- think of a movie that I haven't enjoyed with him. Even that that stinker, uh, Stone Cold, with Brian Bosworth. Did you ever subject yourself to that, where Brian Bosworth plays a cop that goes undercover as a biker? No, Lance I haven't. Lance Henriksen plays the leader of a biker gang. He's got this that that throaty, raspy laugh that just sends chills through <laughs> you. 
No, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not a bad flick. I mean, it's definitely over the top. Um, I'm trying to think. You, you, there's a lot of actors in it you'd recognize. But yeah, the Boz was an action hero for I think two movies, two or three. Cool. But um, yeah, they got some pretty sweet bikes in that movie as well. But. Um, no, Hendrickson, you know, he's just he's just awesome. He is. He's not even in this movie, but I just don't see how you can talk about aliens without mentioning Hendrickson cuz he's been in so many of them. Right. Well, so this is our 25th episode. We've done 25 of these. That's awesome. And except for and we the, have followers. And we do have followers and we would like to definitely thank General Cannoli for bringing up uh, that that trivia um, in anticipation of this episode. And if and me anybody else would pastries. like to uh, contact us and and send us little trivia bits, or let us know if you like the show, if you don't like the show, uh, uh, want us to cover a specific sci-fi title, uh, you can certainly reach us at uh, Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. Um, you can go to smoking and drinking in space.com and lead us, leave us feedback there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, definitely. If you've got us, got something that we want or that you want us to cover, uh, let us know. Tell your friends, tell anybody that you think might enjoy our show. And uh, we would love it if you would rate and review us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Podchaser, any any place that uh, you get your podcast. So, for our next title, uh, I got a question for you. Do you want to keep doing random picks, or do you want to do you want to focus on something that maybe you've you've really wanted to to look at? Well, you know, to be honest, I kind of like the random picks. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to pick our podcast for next week. All right. So I've yeah. got the titles up. We've got, uh, looks like we've got 102 titles still on the list. Damn, or, I'm sorry. bigger every week. 101 titles. Oh, it's It's gotten a little smaller in the last few weeks. I need to probably put on a few titles. You probably need to put on a few titles that thought about that we haven't gotten on here they'll pick a number between two and 102 two and 102 88 88 88 88 is going to be an interesting one it's one that i have not seen yet oh um it's got some got some pretty good actors in it it's one that i put on here and it's one that I've wanted to see, but I just haven't done it yet. It's a fairly recent movie. Okay. The Get next week, we will be discussing Robert Schwenke's movie about a recently slain cop that joins a team of undead police officers working for the Rest in Peace Department and tries to find the man who murdered him. This film stars Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges with Mary Louise Parker. It is... R.I.P.D. I have not seen that. From 2013. Yeah, I don't I think... Uh, I, I don't think it had a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of advertising. I, I've seen some trailers for it mm-hmm. after the fact, like in like like in the last two or three years. Uh, now looks, I have a question. How is this sci-fi? Uh, they use sci-fi kind of weapons. Okay. It's it shows the sci-fi. I thought it was more spooky, supernatural. I mean, I'm down. I'll, I'll certainly watch it, but I just didn't know it would be classified as a sci-fi. Well, um, if you don't think it's sci-fi, we can certainly discuss vetoing it, to culling it from the list, and rechoosing. Let's uh, let's do some research on the fly and see what we got classified here. All right. So. IMDB IMDB is actually classifying it as action adventure comedy so um, Wikipedia has it classified as science fantasy action comedy so I could I could definitely see an argument either way well you know we neither one of us has seen it so i say we give it a go and if we don't like the path that this has taken us down we can use this as kind of a rubric for future de- future decisions all right well I'd then we uh, give it a shot we'll give it a shot shot in a beer <laughs> All right, so next week... But the question is, when are we going to do the episode where we are um, actively imbibing? Well, we can certainly do another uh, drunken episode um, whenever you'd like. I'm uh, I'm always down to (laughs) have a few drinks and watch a movie. Uh, All right, all right. Uh, Not this one. Not Not this this one? one? Not this one. I want to save that for something we can really sink our teeth into. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Well, you got anything else before we head out? Um, For some reason, I just want to say go out and hug a clown. Clowns are great. No, they're not. Hug a clown. Halloween's coming. Halloween's coming, and I'm thinking we should go out and find a clown. Clowns need love, too. Clowns are the epitome of evil and can, <laughs> can just go away. I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I see all the candy and costumes starting to pop up around the various retail outlets, and uh, there's been no oh. shortage of clown paraphernalia. Clowns can get fucked. <laughs> I really wish you'd learn how to express yourself. Yeah, me too. So hug a clown, a space clown. Yeah, hug him right into a fucking airlock. <laughs> All right. So rude. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, at Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I've been Jason. This has been Red. And we'll see you next week. Thank